What would you do if like an alien showed up in your in your yard? Like, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I'd probably call you. <laughs> would you get your phone out? FaceTime. I would do a FaceTime. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I can't ima I, imagine if you FaceTime me and then it's just an alien on the other end talking. <laughs> you do, and I was like, it's happening, Matt. <laughs> like, <laughs> Meanwhile, let me pass on the good word about the new wonky times. Hello, Moto. Hey, remember that commercial, Brian? It was like a Motorola commercial. No, I'm afraid not. Oh, it's all good. But uh, hey, welcome to the show. We've got another rip roaring showcase for you today. It's hot off the presses. It's melting my ears, Brian. Do you need a pair of earmuffs? <laughs> no, 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 I'm okay, Brian. So, you know, the UAP hearings were really uh, groundbreaking, in my opinion. We learned a lot of stuff that we probably already assumed was happening, but and we also found out some things that were pretty shocking. Likely, we already assumed were happening, too. <laughs> but, you know, I think one of my favorite parts about it was hearing Representative Tim Burchett talking. <laughs> he has an incredible southern accent. It's great. Oh, I see. Sort of like, howdy yal. How the heck are you doing yal? I reckon <laughs> I'm doing mighty fine. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, he likes to say the word daggummit. It's like, it's a likable word, you know, daggummit. Daggummit. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's it, Brian. Daggummit. So I had some time on my hands. From what I can see, the time is on your wrist. Oh, my watch? Yeah, but what, what I mean is that I had more space in the day to fiddle around and I made a song. I like songs. Music makes me happy. Me too, man. So I took the sound clip of Tim Burchett Dadgummit. and created a wild and crazy song. You want to hear it? Do I have a choice? Uh, Just kidding. Oh. Let me hear this masterpiece. <laughs> yep, here it is. And we're going to get to the bottom of Dadgummit. Wait, wait, wait. Make it stop. Oh, you, you don't like it, Brian? Well, it has potential. Perhaps you should keep fiddling with it. Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> Dadgummit. You know, I think he's saying dadgummit. But anyways, back to the UAP hearings. So I chatted with my good friend, Gene, who lives in New Mexico about the hearings, and it was a, a heck of a lot of fun. I'll share that interview in just a moment because I want to share a voicemail we got from John. He called us back a few months ago. He's from upstate New York area. He's got another incredible accent. Yeah, he's walking here. <laughs> yeah, he's walking here. Actually, he, he's talking here. He's talking here. He has some more insight on Bigfoot and how to attract the beast. No way. Take a listen. Yeah, hey, hey there, man, Robo Brian. It's John from upstate New York. You remember me? Yeah, um, so anyways, I called maybe back in April or May about Bigfoot. I saw Bigfoot, but, you know, I've been doing some research on the big old, big old guy, you know? Um, but, so what I think is, uh, I, I seem, it seems like he's attracted to menthol cigarettes and juniper berries. I'm serious, man, I'm serious. J juniper berries and menthols. You know, I live out in this heavily wooded area, out in the sticks, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. My neighbor, she's old, right? She passed away recently, and she used to always grow these berries, and she'd dry them out on her porch, right? Dry out the juniper berries. Juni that's a weird word to say, isn't it? <laughs> Anyways, her grandson, he would smoke a crap load of menthols. And so one day, the two of them, 
They heard a loud banging on the side of their trailer. It was like rocking and everything. But they, they think that the Bigfoot was attracted to menthol cigarettes and juniper berries. Crazy, right? Anyways, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I think John should be on the show one day. Maybe he could be a field reporter for us in, in upstate New York or that area. He's definitely got some flair. All right, now let's get to my conversation with Gene and the UAP hearings. Here it is. Let's talk about the hearings that were on, what, it was Wednesday, July 26th. Did you watch any of it or did you catch like the highlights? So it was pretty amazing, man, just to hear. And what I, I find most interesting is that nobody, nobody bat like their shit. You know what I mean? They're, everyone was okay. Like, oh, there's aliens. Yeah, there's fucking bodies. And everybody's like, yeah, like we knew. <laughs> I think one of the things that stood out the most was that they, that one guy, uh, David Grush, the mm -hmm. former U.S. intelligence official, yeah. he said that there there are non-human biologics that were found at a crash site. Isn't that crazy? Like they think like, I don't know if they still have the bodies, but they've recovered bodies of, and they're they're not human. Dude, I, I I just picture the fact that they have bodies set up like they do in uh, Independence Day, man. You know, they're like in a just floating there, and, mm -hmm. and that's what I see. I see like the entrance of Independence Day when we go to Area 51. You know. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? something I can't discuss in public setting. And honestly, too, man, I don't think we we should disclose too much either. You know, like for, for the people or the sites, it just, I don't know, like if, because if we are learning stuff, I think it's for the best too, because I mean, it seems like they're, they are saying they, they're looking more hostile than friendly, right? Yeah. So I don't know, shit, maybe we get a situation like signs, you know, little aliens coming for water. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's weird though. It's like that guy, David Grush, he said, you know, there are recovered non-human biologics and also recovered crashed UAPs that they have. And he was telling them, I could tell you the exact locations where they are, just not here in this environment, but I could tell you later. And then what I was thinking was like, he shouldn't be saying that on TV because now they're just going to move everything to a different site and he's not going to know <laughs> where those are anymore. That's, you're right. You're right. That's what I'm saying. She did not disclose too much. But also, I felt like he wanted to. That way people knew, hey, this is the real thing. But, you know. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it, I guess it needed to happen. Were we surprised? No. I mean, there's so much stuff out there. And, it, <laughs> and it's funny, when it comes to the government, to regular people, right? The government has supposed to be... have the best quality cameras, right? Like, I know that that, that Tic Tac-shaped video from 2004, the one that, like, Tom DeLong and his To The Stars, like, helps release. Like, that's a cruddy video, but in, like, 2004, I felt like our Motorola Razor cell phones took better video than that video. Yeah. No kidding, man. <laughs> you know, a little pixelated here and there, but, you know, you'll be able to see the... Vámonos, vámonos, muévete niño. Yeah. Like, you know, the alien. <laughs> Yeah, like like the uh, uh, red, the red light cameras in some cities they have those and like they can get my license plate number when I drive through and like we can't get good videos of UFOs. 
Look down a small, saw white tic-tac object with a longitudinal axis pointing north-south and moving very abruptly over the water like a ping-pong ball. These objects were staying completely stationary in Category 4 hurricane winds. These same objects would then accelerate to supersonic speeds, 1.1, 1.2 Mach, uh, and they would do so in very erratic and, and quick behaviors that we don't, I don't have an explanation for. You know, I'm not like a UFO fanatic. It's not, it's not me. But I will tell you that what we saw with four sets of eyes over a five-minute period, still, there's nothing. We have nothing close to it. And, and shout out to Tom DeLonge, man. That fool was always right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sucks that everybody thought he was going nutty, and then obviously he wasn't, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom DeLonge left Blink-182 to do all this really important alien UFO research, and then everybody's like, oh, he's crazy. You know, like because he had that song, Aliens Exist, from 1999, and, and now he's like, look, I've, I told you so. You know, he's been trying yeah. to tell you. <laughs> Kudos for him for always sticking to his guns. Uh, that's very hard to do so nowadays, so hopefully we get to learn more about this stuff now you know with when it comes to like ufos or whatnot mm -hmm. but again like i said i hope we are learning from it and we are getting great technology i hope because we got to be prepared for the um whatever is happening because th there is a rise on ufos you know we see it more now than ever for sure <laughs> and these ufos or uaps are technology that we don't even have yet you know like yeah. uh one of the guys during the hearing was like no this is not like human made technology not from any other countries like the tic tac video that i keep talking about he said that it was there and all of a sudden it, it vanished and then a few seconds later they spotted it 60 miles away like just in a few seconds i remember that he was talking about that we proceeded around the circle about 90 degrees from the start of our descent and the object ob object suddenly shifted its longitudinal axis aligned it with my aircraft and began to climb. We continued down another 270 degrees, nose low, where the tic tac, or we consumed 270 degrees to where, the, and we went nose low to where the tic tac would have been. Our altitude at this point was about 15,000 feet, and the tic tac was about 12,000. As we pulled nose onto the object within about a half mile of it, it rapidly accelerated in front of us and disappeared. Our wingmen, roughly 8,000 feet above us, lost contact also. We immediately turned back to see where the white water was at, and it was gone also. That guy, the guy, that, that Tic Tac video, so David Fravor was his name. He was a former Navy commander that, like, yeah. he was one of those pilots that saw it. He said his reasoning for the poor quality video was that um, the, whatever that was, the Tic Tac-shaped UFO was, like, jamming their other video. I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give them the benefit of the how they give them. I mean, they did give us that they did recover biological bodies that are not from here, so. Right. But I'll take everything also with a grain of salt. <laughs> how, how should we think about the fact that this craft that was approached by our pilot uh, had the capability of disarming a number of the sensor and collection systems on that craft? Well, I think this goes to that national security side, and you can go back through history of things showing up at certain areas and disabling our capabilities, which is disheartening. And for us, I mean, like I said, it, it completely disabled the radar and the aircraft when it tried to do it. And the only way we could see it is passively, which is how he got that image. So I think that's a, that's a concern on what are these doing, not only how do they operate, but their capabilities inside to do things like this. Now, what I wonder is, what is this committee gonna do? I mean, because we heard there was budgets, there were name under different names, you know what I mean? Like money that's supposed to go somewhere, but ends up going to like a secret project or some stuff, you know what I mean? Right. That's what 
absolutely like knows like where this money's being allocated not like exactly where you know again because not everyone needs to know what, what the hell we're doing mm-hmm. but he said I've, are we using it the right way because if there's some type of thing that we don't know that there's possibly an alien invasion wouldn't it be kind of like yo like we're about to get invaded but mm-hmm. i see the whole mass hysteria too people with religion you know a lot of people are going to lose their shit if that really ever happens right but that's why i feel like nobody really cared because it's like ah it's just three crazy men talking about crazy stuff too and and uh, but until they really see it and honestly until i really see it we haven't seen it you know I, we've seen strange stuff in the sky but and to be fair they have been more sightings now more than ever and i think it's just because technology though do you know what i mean like even the kids have phones like you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. everybody has a type of recording system. Also, we have social media platforms to share it to. If you took a video back in the 80s with your big camcorder on your shoulder, you know, <laughs> you had to like get the tape, send it to the, or walk it into a news station or somewhere. You didn't have YouTube or anything to like share it to. But yeah, you're right. There's not, not social media has changed everything for the good and the bad though too, you know, unfortunately. Right. Speaking of like people that see something in the sky, they film it, they put it on social media. They're like a witness now. And uh, during that hearing, they were asking David Grush, the main guy that was in the middle, like they were asking him, are witnesses like silenced? And he said pretty much, yes. Like they're afraid that there's going to be professional repercussions against them, like hurt or even killed because they know stuff they're not supposed to know. It's like movies, you know, like in the movie right. where it's like, now I have to kill you because you know this thing. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the, 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 the doozy when it comes to that situation, too, because from what I understand, these three people that came up forward uh, did get pretty much shadow banned from their job, right? I mean, yeah. they lost their jobs and they thought they were crazy. They made them out to seem like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not true. Mm-hmm. It was very brutal and uh, very unfortunate, some of the tactics they used to um, hurt me both professionally and, and personally, to be quite frank. Yeah. It's very unfortunate, as they say, when you're over the target, that's when they do the most firing at you. Do you have any personal knowledge of people who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology? Yes, personally. Have you heard, have anyone been murdered that you would think, that you know of or have heard of, I guess? I have to be careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. Well, how about other sphere though that was see-through and then there was a black mass in it that was yeah. making it levitate you know and just go up <laughs> to the sky and crazy like uh speed within seconds you know but, yep. it's like that's not anything we can make <laughs> nope at all. we don't have flying cars yet are there common characteristics to the uaps that have been cited by different pilots and can you describe what the convergence of descriptions is certainly uh, we were primarily seeing dark gray or black cubes inside of a clear sphere. I'm sorry, dark gray or black cubes? Yes, inside yeah. of a clear sphere, where the apex or tips of the cube were touching the inside of that sphere. And that was primarily what was being reported when we were able to gain a visual tally of these objects. And that occurred over almost eight years. And as far as I know, it's still occurring. This UAP hearing, overall, it, it's opened a lot of eyes. Like my mom, she's like, oh, Matt, maybe you're not so crazy talking about all this stuff since <laughs> exactly. you were a kid. 
Because it's actually on, it's on real news channels, you know, it's on every news channel. It's kind of gone like mainstream news now, you know, it's not just on those weird websites. Now that we have like, all right, there's sites, there's biological stuff, like, you know what I mean? Right. I hope like we get to learn more about it, like in a good way, you know what I mean? Without, with about science, that's all I'm talking about. We should not be given everything, but we should be given something too, you know? Right. Or should we be worried or what the hell, you know? What would you do if like an alien showed up in your in your yard? Like, <laughs> would you confront it? Would you call the police? The police aren't probably wouldn't do anything. I, I would definitely not call the police, man. Then, I, honestly, I I'd probably call you. Would you get your <laughs> phone out? FaceTime. I would do a FaceTime. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, this I can't ima I, imagine if you FaceTime me and then it's just an alien on the other end talking. <laughs> Dude, I was like, it's happening, Matt. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna smoke them out. <laughs> would you say you're more like are you afraid no uh, i'm a big firm firm believer that uh, that hopefully they're not violent you know what i mean like right i'm gonna be like uh what's his name from man in black uh never show up to his uh girlfriend's house with the flowers and give him flowers to the alien instead i want to be that dude you know right. <laughs> <laughs> i hope we get to learn from it more and we get to see more hearings like this but I wish we had more, I'm gonna say it again, clear freaking videos, man. Like, come on, like someone needs to capture something like it's 2023, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny, like when I, you know, like we all try to take photos of the moon and then when we do, it's like a really bad photo. Quick <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. question, do you think just it has to be, or he has to be, or he knows, because he's way too advanced for us. Elon Musk, man. Oh. Elon Musk. Like, yeah. Do you think you think he has disguised you know as a human? He's he's probably a shapeshifter. I think he's a shapeshifter. Dan Walker, bro. <laughs> 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 this will be for another episode. Yeah. Hey, that that was fun. Yeah. Gene is super cool. Yeah, and you know what? He's gonna come back on the show soon and we're gonna talk about skinwalkers. Whoa. And on that note, let's end this show. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever's listening, I want to remind you that we have a Wonky Times hotline. That phone number is 520-477-1942. We're not going to answer it, but leave us a voicemail and we'll, we'll likely play it on the next episode. Plus, if you have seen anything strange, we would love to hear about it. Email us at getwonky at wonkytimes.com for a chance to be featured in an upcoming episode of the Wonky Times podcast. Well, that's it. Thanks for getting wonky with us, everybody. It's time for Matt and Robo Brian to get the heck out of here. When Polly came into my life, I had no idea how much I needed the level of companionship that a dog provides. She lights up my life. And now, thanks to Matt Sterner and Wonky Pet Portraits, I have this incredible painting of her that celebrates the fun, cool, confident gal that she is. Everyone should have a chance to see their pet through Matt's eyes. So what are you waiting for? Head over to wonkypetportraits.com to turn your pet companion into a real work of art. 